EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Well, Merry Christmas to you. Great to have your company. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Ah, We're in mid-December already. That means birthday and Christmas season for much of the long household. Well, all of the long household for Christmas season, of course. Um, But yes, it is a busy time of year and uh, there's a lot going on. We've still got a lot of reviews to pump out. There's a bunch of stuff lying around. I've also got, and this is an exclusive because I haven't mentioned this anywhere yet, but I might record a TikTok. Savo, I don't know. Um, I've got the Apple Vision Pro. You heard that right. Well, kind of. Kind of. You'll have to see it to believe it. Um, if you choose to believe it. Uh, that's kind of all I'm going to say. <laughs> I will. Pro- Here's what I'll probably do. I'll probably make two videos. One of them will be just... An absolute massive tease. And the other one will be a more genuine look at a device that's sitting on the coffee table right now. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I need to say. Um, but it will be just an unbelievable exclusive in some ways. What a ridiculous tease. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yes. It's been a busy time. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Uh, and we are just, in fact, let me open my phone, open my flighty app, uh, my little widget, 23 days until we take off for CES 2024. And it will be the biggest, I'm telling you, I'm pumped. I'm pumped because we got a great team. Huge respect for the people who make this work for me. And that, I'm not even talking about Flipsy, Jolly, Stig, and this year Jackson. Uh, I'm talking about the moderators back here who are keeping an eye on the Facebook for me. I'm talking about Daniel and Scott who are pumping out articles crazy back here. Um, it's a easily, like by factors of many, the biggest Australian team and the biggest Australian coverage of CES 2024. And I can't wait. We've got a lot planned and a lot unplanned. Oh, I don't know how that's going to pan out. It's always a nerve-wracking thing to be committing to things from a media perspective and absolutely have no idea what we're getting into. Like if we turn up and there's nothing at Unveiled, I'm in big trouble. I'm not sure I can meet the commitments I've made. So it'll be very disappointing. But unlikely, and it's never happened. So fingers crossed. But that's, yeah, 23 days away. Now, let's talk openly between us about the next 23 days and – this will be the last DFTM podcast for the year. Um, we'll be back after CES, ready to answer all your questions and calls and do all that. But next week, um, I've just got, a, just got a crazy kind of pre-Christmas. I want to get stuff done. Plus, there's a lot of podcasting to do with Fennec. The week after that is Christmas week, and I think it would be inappropriate to call people on Boxing Day. And the week after that is... Like the 2nd of January, uh, you're all going to be on holidays, right? Just enjoy yourselves. Sample some other podcasts or listen to the back catalogue. You know, whatever's, whatever you want. It's all good. Interestingly, um, my diary shows Amanda Long's 19th anniversary 
on the 1st of January. Well, that's just incorrect. It's the 31st of December. 19 years I've been married. If I'm if I if we make it to the 31st. We're going we're going to see the fireworks, which we've never done. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> Uh, we're going with Flips in his family, so we're, we're going to have a great time. Um, but yes, then I leave on the 4th and we don't get back. We land on the 15th. So I'll be back. Um, well, I mean, we could be back on the 16th. The show could return on the 16th. There's a chance. But definitely by the 23rd of January, we'll be back. All right. So there's an open, very candid look at what's happening with the EFTM podcast for the next few weeks. I need a break from talking to myself, sitting in this room, just talking to myself. It's a weird thing to do. So I need a break. You you respect that, don't you? Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, just go to the website, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. G'day, Russell. No, g'day, Trev. How you going, mate? It's, yeah, real uh, good, bud. I was... I was um, after some information on the on the Blackview uh, DR970X, yep. or the equivalent that would um, in another brand that you know that does the same thing. So. What are the features you want in a dash cam? That's the critical thing. Uh, well, I, I wanted when, when I heard about it, I wanted the function where you know if someone walks past it, motion sensors, it sort of starts the camera. Mm. Um, and I believe a lot of them will do it if the car gets hit, it'll start up, but not. Not if someone sort of, you know, sort of walks past closely. I'll be honest with you. I've never found that function to be amazingly reliable on any dash cam that's built into a car that, that's that's been wired into a car. Just to, just to be very yeah. clear, the walking past kind of thing, which is like, uh, you know, sentry mode on a Tesla, the, yeah. the, there is nothing aftermarket that does it as well as a Tesla does, just to be very clear. So, um, yeah. The thing is, though, uh, you know, I think probably Blackview, if hardwired properly into your car, is, I think, the leader in that space. I'm just looking at mine. So I have the 970X in my Cupra. I went, you know what, Fennigan, I've spent this much money on the car. I may as well spend as much money on the <laughs> on, on the safety of the car as well. Um, and so I put yep. that in. I would say to you, it's a bloody big unit. Like, yeah, it's huge. It's such a big fat because I so I've got the predecessor, which I think is the seven seventy or maybe even seven twenty, um, in our Kia Carnival, and it's a much thinner kind of sleeker unit. But the benefit, the reason I'll tell you the reason I got the nine seventy, um, I got the one with the LTE, so I've got a SIM card in it, so yeah. I can see where my car is at any point in time. I can even look through the camera on my car at any point in time using the mobile network, and I think that feature alone would sell me on it every day of the week. The parking mode exists in a bunch of brands. The one I would look at for you is Uniden's Dashview brand. So it's like uh, Uniden have their dash cams, and then there's this Dashview style, which frankly look a lot like the Black Views. Um, and I've got one of those in our Mazda, and, mate, it does parking mode. It can – you can set it up so basically it's like a uh, – how sensitive is it kind of thing? Um, but again, I'm just going to say to you, don't count your chickens on on getting everything that walks past it because it's got to be the right light. It's got to be the right amount of time between it noticing it and then it um, actually sending it, uh, you know, setting record and all that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah, yeah okay. That's my yeah. only kind of fear for you is to make sure you know that. But mate, so, so, so value for money then. What, what what would you what would you recommend then? Value for money, I would probably go the Uniden Dash View. Um, yeah. But if you just want to go one level up, then Blackview, mate. Honestly, any of the Blackviews are great. The quality yeah. is amazing. The connectivity is awesome. The app is great. Uniden have a great app as well. Um, I really only went Black Blackview this time around because I wanted that four G SIM card built yeah. into it. And it's a stupid amount yeah. of money. Plus, I'm paying a couple hundred bucks a year for the SIM card too. So, you know, yeah. you've, you've really got to want to yeah. love that. But you know, if you're protecting your car, it's an investment, right? In your in your own. It's not a. Yeah. There's no insurance benefits or anything like that. But but it's a. It's kind of a peace of mind thing. So, mate, I'd I'd go and yeah. and JBs and the like do and Harveys do have the Uniden models. Um, yeah. And then Blackview, I just always buy them online. Yeah. Yeah. So with the um, with the 770 of the Blackview, um, it, it just doesn't have that motion function and stuff like that. But it's it's just as good as the the, the 970, is it? Oh, that was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's what's in. I should check. I wonder if the app tells me which what's the model of the camera uh, that I've got in the other car. Uh, no, actually, you know what? I've got a 900 series in the uh, in the Carnival as well. Um, yeah, okay. The 770, I think, yeah. is only 1080. I think that's the big step down. When you go 900 series, yeah. you get the 4K. Yeah, um, yeah. I would. Here's what I would do. I would favor getting a rear camera over the 4K jump up. So if money, you know, if you're looking at the budget and you go one channel versus two channels, 1080 versus 4K, I'd prefer 1080 with two channels than yeah. one channel with 4K, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, the Blackview one I was looking at had the two had the two cameras Perfect. front and back. Yep. Um, but it was it was yeah, it's um what eight hundred eight hundred sixty bucks or something. Yeah. Um, eight hundred forty nine bucks, I think it is. Sorry. Um, so yeah, sort of you're up there, but then the next level down was two cameras for the um, Blackview seven seventy model, mm. which was um which is like I said, it's not it's not four K, it's only the ten eighty. So so the amount of time you'll know you'll need the four so. A lot of people talk about like 4K versus 1080. You're looking at you know number plate recognition and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, even with a 4K yeah. camera, it's not you're not going to see every single number plate. And in yeah. reality, you're not really catching number plates on these things. You're catching what yeah. happened, you know, because the mo- yeah. the thing that matters is either you want to get a good funny thing you saw on Dash for Cam Motors Australia, or you had an accident and you want to be able to prove, you know, with some evidence what happened. Um, and normally it's yeah. not not the bloody number plate that matters. So I yeah. would yeah. I would go and have a look at the Uniden Dash View range and see whether the I think it's the Dash View 50R um, is the is the latest model five zeros in it's just the, the original one was thirty. Um, yep. Pretty good value, definitely more affordable than the Black View, and bang for your buck, it's going to give you the features you want, and it does have a parking mode. So there is a level of parking mode of um, um, available on that one too. Yeah, okay. No worries. Good luck, yeah. mate. Yeah, no worries. Thanks a lot. All right, have a great day. Cheers, buddy. Um, yeah, not that's like to be honest, it's one of those weird things. Um, because reviewing a dash cam is hard. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about the quality of it, you can do certain features and things, but like, mate, I look at I'm looking at the camera on the Cooper right now and there's just hundreds of events. Like I only ever 
look into it when I remember a thing I want to look at. And I go, oh, I'll, just, I'll download that one now. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like a dash cam is a peace of mind thing and therefore you, I would go value for money over great expense. That said, I'm an idiot. I went great expense. You do you. <laughs> How useless was that That assistance that I just gave? This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Yeah, well, let's keep going with calls. Spike's on the line. G'day, Spike. G'day, Trevor. How can I help you, buddy? Uh, you had a, you were on TV uh, one morning talking about TVs and a Hyacinth TV that you were pretty impressed with. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I got the tail end of it because I'm looking at buying another TV. And I don't know whether to go OLED or UHD. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, let me, let me start with one thing first. OLED, yep. OLED, is the only truly different TV technology. All right, so it's 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 in a uh, a brand of its uh, not not brand a class of its own. Okay, everything yep. else on the market is actually the same broad TV technology with different lighting technology. Now, it really to me depends on how much you really love what you're watching and also how much you're willing to spend because that's critical to the whole thing. Have you got a budget in mind? Yeah, um, I, I don't want to spend much more than a thousand. Okay, and what size are you looking at? I was looking at a 50, 55 50 to 55 inch. Well, I think we can probably, with the greatest respect, we can probably rule out OLED at that price point Um, just because it's, mate, it is far more expensive than that. Um, I think at that size you might go, I don't know, two, maybe 1,500 on on special. But, excuse me. I don't think you'll see an OLED around that budget point, but they're still great TVs at that price point. So 50 to 55 inches, up to a thousand bucks, mate. There's two I, I think you should consider. The first one is a Sony, Sony Bravia. It might might top you a little couple of dollars over the thousand, but you shouldn't ignore it because it's a beautiful TV at 55 inches. It's got Google TV built in, which means it's got all the apps you're ever going to want. So that's a massive tick and a massive win. Um, then in reality, I can't not recommend the TV that essentially I've got, but in a smaller size. So the 55 inch, um, sorry, it's not the one I've got. It's a 55 inch U6 from Hisense. So it's a thousand dollars, nine ninety five, um, at JB's as I look at it. Um, it's Hisense, it's 55 inches, it's mini LED. Now that's the critical thing here because... When I mentioned that all the other TVs, it's just the lighting that's different. Mini yes. LED is the best lighting you can get other than OLED. So kind of ignore everything that like Samsung say crystal LED, uh, LG say QNED, yeah. um, uh, Hisense say ULED. They all say something different. But the critical thing you want to look for is, is it mini LED? Uh, because it is basically a lot less, uh, sorry, a lot more lights, a lot more zones on the screen, which means you get better picture when you're watching movies and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Great TV. Yeah, I've got a Hyacinth um, on the wall here at 65 inch, and I'm sure that's a QLED or OLED, whatever you want to yep, call it's it. Probably their ULED. And, yep. Yeah, and it, it, it's like you, it's like nearly a 3D when you're watching a good movie. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, mate, I mean, if you understand, have you have you had any issues with the high sense that would stop you buying another one? Just when you said price, because <laughs> yeah, I know that you said highest, and then I thought, well, but I thought you might get one under a grand because I think we got this one on special two years ago for about sixteen. Yeah, look, I mean, the you won't get a U an OLED, but mate, the high sense range that's under a thousand bucks is yeah. excellent, and it's probably they're probably one of the best sellers under a thousand bucks. Because Righto. most of the time when you go into a retail store, the uh, the staff, uh, you know, they're trying to push you higher and higher. And they're also, you know, they're incentivized in many ways to push the, the Samsungs yes. and the LGs of the world. So good on yes. them, whatever. But I like you to go yep. in with just a little bit of your own knowledge um, yep. just so that you, you feel a little bit more confident about it. The cheapest OLED TV that you can buy is $1,995, and it's a 42-inch from Sony. Well, what have I got hanging on my wall? It's not an OLED. It's probably a ULED. If if it's a Hisense, it's a ULED. Yes. I find the book because I thought it was an OLED, but obviously you know more than I do. Oh, I mean, look, at how many <laughs> uh, how many years ago was it? couple, two years ago. I mean, how, and how big was it? It's a 65-inch. You might have got it in a runout. Like you might have got it on sale at a certain point. I mean, there's it nothing... was at a, yeah, it was on sale. I know that because that's where we're going in to buy something else. He said you you've got to take this. He said <laughs> there's, there's a thousand dollars off or something. And look, here's the thing: that one's not coming down, is yeah. it? This is a second TV you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, mate, I, I, honestly, I if I was watching a movie, I'd, I'd use your yeah. sixty-five up on the wall. But pretty much everything yeah. else you're watching, and also that's going to have better better viewing for sport, like fast moving stuff as well. But this 55, you're going to get under a thousand bucks. It's it's going to be a great TV for 97 percent of all your viewing, and I don't think you're going to complain. Oh. But you will certainly notice the difference between that 65 and this one. I'm confident because you'll feel like you got yourself one hell of a good deal. It's a great TV, the OLED. Um, the only yes. other thing I'd say is how desperate are you for this new TV? Oh, not that desperate at the moment. I just well, uh, the boss just said, you know, so she planted the seed, mate. If the so boss I'm just, says, I'm just so. looking. The question is, how long does that ticket last from the boss? Because if you can make it last till the end of the month, it's not a bad time yes. to still consider buying in the in the old Boxing Day sales. Um, yeah, yeah. But but I probably wouldn't be hanging around till March when TVs will discount again pretty heavily because the new range will come in. Okay, um, and you, so just to refresh, yep. the Sony Bravo, or, I like the highest, but you, I'm not going to get one for for a grand or thereabouts. Or like, I'll get one reasonably as close to what I've got. I, I'm not going to tell you anything's going to be as close. If you've got an OLED TV, I don't want to tell yep. you anything's going to be as good as that for a thousand bucks. Right up. So go to the, you say Sony. Sony 55 inch or Hisense 55 inch. Both, yes. you know, with $100 of each other between 995 and 1095 great TVs. Okay, thank you very much for that, Trevor. Appreciate it. My call. pleasure, mate. Anytime, and uh look forward to hearing how you go with, with the new TV, my man. Thank you. Good on you, Spike. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Bye. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Well, that gets, a, gets a pass from the wife to buy a new TV. That's always a win. That's always a win. <laughs> EFTM.com.
Oh, let's keep going with calls. Narita's on the line. G'day, Narita. Hey, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you? I just had a question. What would be the best Wi-Fi booster I could use? Now, I've got a large-ish house. Mm-hmm. The Wi-Fi modem is up the front of the house, and we seem to get really crappy reception down the back. So that means, you know, I can't watch Netflix or anything on the television in the bedroom. Yep. What suggestions do you have? So I think the first question is, can the modem be moved? So, so the point of entry to the home for the, I assume it's the uh, NBN? No, it's yep. an NBN modem. So they've hooked up the actual NBN receiver box right, in the front the, of the, the front. house. They went to a lot of effort, yeah. put it right on the first yep. wall they came to. Correct. All right. So basically what you need, I want you to stop using the term booster, right? Right. If you walk into a retail store where they don't care and you ask for a Wi-Fi booster, they will sell you a Wi-Fi booster. But here's how a Wi-Fi booster works. Imagine your home split into three. The, at the front mm-hmm. is the is the first portion of the home. That's where your modem is. That's where the Wi-Fi is good. Down the back mm-hmm. in number three, it's rubbish or non-existent. If you put a booster in number two, area number two, then it looks like when you're in area three, you've got full Wi-Fi signal. But what actually what you've got is number two, it's it's already got half good Wi-Fi because it's so far away from one, it is extended down to three. So you're actually only extending the speed of of two down to down to where the back of the house. So basically it only it looks like you're getting better signal, but you're not actually getting better speed. And that that becomes a problem for people because they think they're getting a good network, but they're actually not. So in this day and age, I'm assuming there's some streaming going on and that kind of stuff that's probably a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. So what you well, Netflix. need... Netflix would be the main thing and yep. anything obviously on smart TVs that require yep. the internet. What you need is what we call a mesh Wi-Fi system. Okay? So a okay. mesh a mesh system... Um, let, just explain to me what you've got from the MBN. So who, which telco are you with? Um, Wi-Fi is through iInet. Okay, so iInet would have, and do you know what style of NBN you have? Is it fibre to the node, to the premises, to the anything? Do you know? Oh, no, I don't. It was already it, here when I it, moved oh, in. Do you know if it's plugged into like an old phone line? Or does it look like it it's, could, a, it's a new cable coming out of the wall? Uh, it could be a new cable coming out of the okay. wall, but don't. Don't quote me on it. I wouldn't actually right. be surprised if it's not an old phone line. So. Yeah, a mesh Wi-Fi system is normally made up of two or three little um, devices. Now, is it a single-level right. home? Yes. So you may want for three, but two will probably change the game as it is. So what you want is a two-pack of mesh Wi-Fi. The brand that I've had a long association with and many times recommended is Netgear Orbi. There are many, many different kind of uh, uh, levels of Netgear Orbi um, from their most expensive, which will cost you like $2,700 for a three-pack, um, right down to their, their basic model, which is $379. So right. Now, the $379, let us talk about that that kit on its own. It's, it comes as two little, little units. One of them plugs into your NBN modem. So it plugs into the mm-hmm. existing modem. And this goes to my question of what sort of internet do you have? Because hopefully you can actually get rid of the modem that iInet gave you and just plug the netgear into the NBN. But it does depend on what style of internet you've got. But it doesn't matter. You can plug an Orbi into an existing iInet, Telstra, any other modem. It doesn't matter. Plug it in. So there's one of them that they call a router. And the other one looks exactly the same. It's called a satellite. So once you've set up the router, 
You walk, I don't know, to a third of the way, maybe half the way through your house, probably not further, and you find a PowerPoint and you simply plug it in. And this satellite, which doesn't look like a satellite dish, by the way, it looks exactly the same as the other little device, um, can <laughs> sit on a shelf, can sit, you know, broadly in view, but not not uh, doesn't have to be a feature of the home. And what it does is it it creates its own network path between its its little buddy, the Orby, over in the front of the house and itself. And that creates then both of them create a big dome of Wi-Fi over your whole home. And together right. you get the speed that you're meant to get. So the speed that you get at the modem should be the same speed you get at the other side of the house. Now, if your home right. is, is quite large, you can get a, a, a three-pack system. So there would be a second satellite and it simply goes further into the home. So my home, I, I mean, it's a two-story home, but it, it, you know it's probably large-ish footprint. Because our modem, like yours, is right in one corner of the downstairs, I've put a satellite in the middle of the home and then another one in kind of the near to near to far edge of the home so that I know I've got Wi-Fi when I'm putting the washing out. I've got Wi-Fi, I've got Wi-Fi everywhere. Don't worry about that. Um, and then you're covered. So, the, look, Netgear is just one brand. There are many, many brands. Google have a uh, mesh Wi-Fi system. Um, lots of brands. I would right. encourage you to go with something that's hopefully a known brand to you. If you don't recognize the brand, then you should contemplate moving away from that. So, like no, I say, Netgear, things. Netgear's been around for a while, so this is spot good. Spot on. Okay. Spot on. And you know what? The, the, let me explain real quick what the difference is between when you step up through the Netgear range. Because as I said, you could spend 300, you could spend 2,000. Basically, it depends on how many devices are used, are in your home and how many mm -hmm. people are going to be doing things at the same time. So, for example, in my home, there's a huge chance that there are four people streaming four things at any one time, and there are 80 different devices in my home from light bulbs to laptops to smart TVs, right? So we've got the top end. You might have a couple of people in your home, a couple of smart TVs, and not much smart homey stuff. So you're probably okay with the, with the basic entry level. Right. And that was what the Netgear Orbi was 379 and that was like the base level. I'm on the JB Hi-Fi website. The base level yep. two pack is 379. Yep. Now, the good thing is Brilliant. if you find that you put the router over in near the current modem and then you put the, the satellite, you're only getting one satellite for 379, you put that in the middle of the home, for example, and you go, oh, this is awesome, but it's just not quite reaching the back of the house. You can just buy another satellite. So right, okay. you don't have to take it back and get a three-pack. You can just buy satellites. So you Excellent. can you can kind of get a sense of how good it's going to be uh, based on that first two-pack installation. Excellent. Happy days. Netflix Thank will never much. be the same again. No, no, it won't because there's nothing worse than you're in the middle of something and all of a sudden it's just spinning. It's horrible. It should not happen in today's world. You have good internet. Do you no. know what speed you're paying for on the internet? Oh, no. Okay, we got some I've questions. Been, I've been a customer with IINet for oh yeah, I know for thirteen wow. thirteen years now. Loyalty. Um, yes, and I have only moved once, and so when I moved up here in two thousand nineteen, I just bought it with me and plugged it in. So. Wow. There it is. That was pretty much it. So, yeah, I've, I've not paid any more for the last 13 years than I have. So. Well, then consider this an investment in the next 10 years. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so much. No worries, Nerida. Enjoy. Good luck. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks very much. Have Take a good one. Easy. Cheers. Thank you. Good on you. Um, 
Um, yeah, simple system, easy to install, and will change the game if you've only got a basic internet service provider, provided modem or router. Let's keep going with calls. Bazena, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Trev? Merry Christmas. I'm excellent. Couldn't be better, I think. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas to what you. What can I do for you? Many thanks. Many thanks for, for all the help, you know, previous help. Um, I just got uh, my sister. Uh, concern, I concern about my sister mm-hmm. um, because she lives by herself. She's 92 years old mm-hmm. and uh, she still look after herself. But um, uh, we think then she should have the personal alarm yeah, right. uh, to carry with her. And uh, if uh, you could recommend uh, any brand, you know, simple to use for her. And another, another thing is that uh, if it's any portable air conditioning or cooling so she could just plug into power and use it without the exhaust pipe yeah. if, if anything like this exists let's deal with cooling first um it's not easy mm-hmm. because most of the good portable cooling is done through actual air conditioners which have the exhaust pipe um mm-hmm. i think uh, what do they call those things um man they're um they're a bit more like a um, condenser or something like that. There's another word for the style that aren't um, um, pipe. They're not air conditioning. So you actually fill them with water or they fill up with water. But, yeah, look, bottom line, there aren't a lot of great options mm-hmm. that are super portable. In fact, I would say to you that as an individual, the the best mm-hmm. and smartest thing to do is just put fans around. I mean – because you're only cooling yourself, like if you're trying to cool four people in a room, a fan's no good. But if you're sitting in the lounge room watching TV, a fan does an amazing job of making you feel cool. But honestly, mm-hmm. not my area of expertise. Any segments I've done on have been very basic at, in, in mm-hmm. total. So I wouldn't want to, especially for a 92-year-old, yeah. I'd want you to seek some mm-hmm. some other advice from other, other like-minded people. But mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, alarms, mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. – you are always remembering here that there is, you know, there's no 100% fail-safe guarantee here, so you've got to be cautious there because I don't want to, I don't want to mm-hmm. be responsible for recommending something that you know for some reason doesn't work, right? Yeah, and obviously yes, got, yes. you've got to take that. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that came to my mind was the people at My Home Phone. This was a device still exists, um, and it's spelled My Home Phone with an F, one word, My Home Phone. And what it is mm-hmm. is it it looks like a cordless phone. It's this little base station okay. and, and a cordless mm-hmm. phone, but it actually uses mm-hmm. 4G. Which, which area does she live in? Where does she live? Uh, in Chester Hill. Okay, so she's in the city. So there'll be mobile coverage. Great. So this uses 4G. So it's got a little SIM card in it. Now, the base station mm-hmm. and the cordless phone both have an SOS button on them. Mm-hmm. And that SOS button allows you to uh, call a pre-programmed number which could be a neighbour, yourself, uh, up to six Mm -hmm. phone numbers can be programmed and the phone will keep dialing until one of those six Mm -hmm. numbers uh, is answered. Um, So there's, there's other emergency response options you can, you can find out about, but it would be worth you Mm -hmm. inquiring about that through the people at my home phone. But the thing is there are also optional attachments that you can get. So here's what I would get. One of everything. Firstly, there's a pendant Mm -hmm. she can wear around her neck. 
Um, so mm-hmm. if she falls and she can still reach for her neck, she can push the button there. There's a wrist pendant, right, which mm-hmm. is on her arm. She could press the button there. Mm-hmm. And then here's one that's very, very um, commonly done, and it's a it's an emergency pull cord. What it is, it's a little mm-hmm. device that sits on the wall and it has a cord hanging down. You might put it beside the bed. Uh, you might put it in the shower. And, and it means that if they have a fall, they can just re- – they don't have to stand up. They can just reach and pull the cord, mm-hmm. and it does that same thing. But- it calls those six people. So that's that's uh, that's in 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 the house. But what about the backyard? Like you know how how far? So that's where, that's uh, where each, that's... if she's in the backyard, the pendants will work. Mm-hmm. So the wearable pendant around her neck or the wrist pendant, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Not at the shops. Oh, okay. Not out. You know, in another suburb, but at home and in her backyard, no problem at all. Oh, okay. So that that would be the good solution. So look, for I think her. Yeah. I think what you probably mm-hmm. best to do is have a phone conversation with the people at my home phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dealt mm-hmm. with them. They mm-hmm. are wonderful people, very – and they, they live and breathe this area. So they actually provide these things to aged care facilities. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so, so much. So it's thank like you. having your own yeah. facility there. Um, their number is one three hundred zero three one one zero seven, but it's on their website, one three hundred zero three one one zero seven. All right, Bazena. Thank you so much, Trevor. Thank, thank Always you. a pleasure and to talk to you. All the best. All the best. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much. Have a great day. See ya. Thank you. you no worries. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people recommend things like the Apple Watch and stuff like that, but in the end, it's really not for a 92-year-old who we're just trying to have some peace of mind about at home. Um, I think the My Home Phone might be the great option there because it gives you that, you know, six people get called, the pendant, all that kind of options. Very cool. Um, really simple and, yeah, as I said, they've been dealing with aged care facilities for some time. So they certainly know what they're doing. All right. Um, thank you for listening. Let's uh, let's crack on. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Merry Christmas and let's keep going with calls. G'day, Errol. Uh, g'day, uh, Trevor. I've just forgotten to say Merry Christmas to anyone else this episode. Now you, you get you get the first one. Merry Christmas, mate. No, Merry Christmas to you too, mate. And what's, the family. What's happening, mate? What can we do for you? Um, I uh, spoke to you some time back about uh, a problem I had, and you mentioned at the time that uh, you could probably assist with um, uh, reducing the size of my uh, Telstra package. I've got a package with um, – Internet, uh, mobiles, and Foxtel, and so forth. Yeah, right. So, and so, what have you got? What's in the package? Let's look at that first and foremost. Okay, I've got two mobiles. Uh, one's the uh, Go Mobile Plus BYO, whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> tends to indicate it might be alcohol. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the other one's Go Mobile Plus, and then I've got um, uh, a landline. Yep. which is um, uh, which we don't use anymore because um, uh, it's it's being on a uh, we're on um, uh, we're in a rural area and uh, uh, we don't have it's not a hard wired one right okay so it's, yeah so um, it's sort of pretty useless really and the other one is uh, we've got um, uh, uh, internet yep and then we've got Foxtel Premium Platinum which I use mainly for the football during the summertime more so than anything else. 
And do you know how much you're paying for all of that stuff? About 344 bucks Per month, in total, to the one bill. So it's all with Telstra, two mobiles, one landline, one internet, and one Foxtel premium plus everything. Text services, that's another 15 bucks to bring them up at an email. You just email me. What are we talking about? That's that's 15 bucks saved right there. Um, all right, now, does Heather, which is your wife, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering, is um, uh, what's what's her commitment to the Foxtel? I'm sorry, what was that? How much is Heather, is your wife watching Foxtel? Foxtel's 131. No, how often do I watch it? <laughs> how, often, how often is the wife <laughs> watching Foxtel and what's she watching? Yeah, well, the main thing is the footy we watch. We, because I've got Netflix and stuff, so I don't use it for anything else. Uh, it's okay. mainly the footy for the football. Yep. AFL and rugby league during summertime. And do you have a smart TV at all, or is, is your TV pretty much everything just runs through the Foxtel no, and it's of smart age? TV. Yeah, smart TV. Yeah. How, how smart? What? How old is it, do you reckon? Oh, it's only about uh, more six months, seven months. It's, okay, uh, what brand? Uh, it's a Samsung. Perfect. All right. Samsung 75-inch. Now, do you know how much data you use on those mobile plans every month? No, I don't. Uh, we've got um, we've got a shared data sort of thing. Uh, one mobile is, um, oh, wait a minute, $500 uh, eligible calls, unlimited standard national texts and MMS, two gigabyte of data use, in Australia and share and unlimited Telstra. Well, what's the other one? Yeah. If that's one of them gives you two gigabytes, what's the other one give you? Do you know? The other one is um, uh, much the same, uh, unlimited eligible call, standard national text, MMS, two gigabytes of uh, data. Two gigabytes of data. Telstra wow. Air. Wow. That's just not a lot of data. Now, is Telstra the best and only option for you uh, when it comes to getting reception where you are? You said you're regional, rural. Yeah, and this is what's prompted me to sort of uh, look around because what's happening is uh, we were watching a movie last night and it just cuts out on on Netflix. It cuts out and uh, and uh, sort of starts reloading and uh, then it goes through the options of turning off the modem, turning off the TV, all that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, let's be clear, that could be a separate issue, right? That could be simply that you've got, you need better Wi-Fi or you need better, um, you know, connectivity between your TV and the internet because, you know, this, yeah. the, the plan you're yeah, on, I, I just want to be clear that the plan you're on might not dictate, you know, how good your coverage is. But when you're out and about, um, you go to the shops, or you visit friends or, or where you live, do you know if Vodafone or Optus have coverage there or would that be a no-go for you? Uh, well, I'm with... Uh, oh, well, I do. Uh, some people have that... Um, uh, what's that? Musk satellite. Starlink, yeah, but that's that's their home internet, right? But I'm, I'm wondering about your mobile phone when you're out and about, getting calls, getting... Oh, okay. Getting yeah. that working. Okay. Yeah, well... Um, um, yeah, well, that's just straight out Telstra, you know. Like I don't, you wouldn't, don't, uh, you wouldn't consider another telco, is what I'm asking. Well, will that change my email address? Well, that's, a, that's another whole problem, Errol. But let's just talk about your mobile phone first. Forget your internet. Yeah, okay. Forget your email. Would you consider yep. another telco other than Telstra for mobile coverage when you're in the car, when you're 
out and about in town, wherever you are? I, I probably would. Um, the, the only thing is, I guess, that the two mobiles are tied up with the package. No, no, forget the package. We're going to get rid of that. You're getting rid of the package. That's an unbelievable waste of money, okay? We're talking about what okay. you do after this. If I said to okay. you, I want you All to right. be on Vodafone, do, does that freak you out? Will it work at your house, do you know? Sorry, what's the last bit? Will Vodafone work at your house, do you think? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. You got to start inviting more people around for for dinner or a barbecue, and you got to you got to you got to work this stuff out, okay? Because it's a big question, right? Because yeah, it can right. it can be a huge saving. But I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna work on the basis that you have to stay with Telstra, right? Just for that reason. Now, yep, yep. you you said other people use Starlink. Is your your internet is NBN right now with Telstra, right? That, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and you're probably on. Um, the lower speed plan. Do you know what sort of NBN? Is it satellite, fixed wireless, or through the phone line? Do you know? Satellite. It's sat- you got satellite NBN? Yeah. Through Telstra? Well, well, I, well, I presume it goes to a, a tower. Like it's a, it's a wireless. It's a wireless oh, it's NBN. Fi- it's called fixed wireless. Okay. It's, a li- it's not a it's dish not, on your roof. No, it's, it's, like a little, it's like a little square thing that's pointing in one direction. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, it's called fixed wireless radio. Um, All right. Okay. So, good news. You know, other other providers will support that. Now, the last thing quickly is: are you on a con- like? Is there a time frame where you can get rid of this, or you, you can you can do that at any point? Basically, you're not on a contract um, until you know March or something like that, are you? I don't think. No, no, no. We're not. We've been with Telstra for you know forever. Years, sort of. All yeah. right. <clears throat> so. Let, let me. I'll, I'll give you a total when when I'm done. But here's what I would do, if I was you. Uh, I would uh, I would ditch the mobile plans, uh, and I would get a 12 month expiry SIM card from Boost Mobile, which is on the Telstra network. No dramas. It gives you 170 gigabytes of data. You currently have 24 gigabytes every year, so that's a big difference. Oh, but but you probably don't need it, but that doesn't matter. It, it's not really yep. relevant. It's just it, what, it, what it means is it will be fine, okay? So that's your yep. annual cost um, of, yep. of two mobiles. You're going to need $230 each, but that's for 12 months of internet access. Now, right. you're, I'm going to assume you're on Telstra. Actually, you've got the bill in front of you, it sounds like. Does it say anything about what speed the NBN plan is? No, I haven't actually got the actual bill. Yeah, I've okay. got uh, – uh, I just did a, a synopsis uh, and a, a chart with all the details on it. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume you're on the 25 meg, the slower plan on the NBN. And for the purpose of this evaluation, we're just going to go up one to 50, which is slightly faster, and it is possible on the fixed wireless, if not more. Um, so that's – with Aussie Broadband, which would be who I'd recommend, just for for example's sake, um, it would be eighty five dollars a month. So, and I'm going to start dealing in annual costs because we're going to save money annually here, big time, right? Big time. Yep. So, um, Foxtel's the last one. Um, you only need to have a Ko subscription. Um, you and the wife are watching it together at the same time. Uh, you're not watching separate sports. Uh, you've got a smart TV that's got KO. The KO app is available on it, so that's no issue. And KO 
I think last time I looked was like $27 a month. So that's $324 a year. If you were, and we'll, we'll talk about the detail, but if you were today to get uh, Boost Mobile uh, SIM cards for a year, uh, Aussie Broadband for a year, and KO instead of Foxtel, you want to have a guess how much you'll save every year? Uh, $2,324. Holy mackerel. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the compromise is that you're going to lose your big pond email address. Now, yeah, okay. Errol, who cares, mate? Seriously. What, what, here's what you do today, this very day, before you even make any other changes. On this very day, I want you to go to gmail.com and I want you to register, yep. you know, Errol and Heather at gmail.com or whatever the heck you can get, a name, a new email address. Yep. And over the course of the next, you know, over Christmas, you tell people your new email address. When people email you, you tell them the new address. You just start communicating that to people. And then you spend yep. you spend one month with a pink notepad beside the computer. Every time an email that's really important comes through, like one comes from, I don't know, your doctor or your healthcare professor, whatever it is, you write that down and you go, that's yeah. someone else I've got to tell about my new email address, right? So you write yep. a list of all Same the people it. you've yep. got to update. And then if you've got to ring yep. the bank, if you've got to ring, you know, who cares? It's going to take you a bit of time, bit of life admin error. You can do that between footy games. And and what yeah, you do yep. is you're updating everyone with your new Gmail email address. And here's the beautiful uh -huh. thing. Gmail is not linked to any telco. So even though I'm saying to you now, go with Aussie Broadband, in six months from now, you might find out there's a cracking deal at some other company that can save you even more money and you can switch telcos again without having to worry because your email address has already changed. Right, gotcha. So the basic outcomes here for you are you can, you can switch your mobile really quickly and easily. You can go to a service station and get a Boost mobile SIM card. And then what you're yep. doing is you're paying in advance, you're paying $230 each for 12 months' worth of mobile access. Now, that, that's an upfront cost. I get that that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, going to hit you in the hip pocket in the first month, but it's going to save you every other month of the, of the 12. Every other, the 11 other months, it doesn't cost you anything. It's only once a year you pay that. Um, you play it once off. Once off, yeah, once you. every yeah. year. And then you, the, the second thing you're going to do is you're going to ring Aussie Broadband and you can find their number on their website. They're, they're wonderful people in Australia. You can talk to them and say, listen, here's my address. They'll look up your address. They'll say, oh, you got fixed wireless. You'll tell them you want to ditch Telstra. And you're saying, yep, absolutely. And then they'll tell you what the, what the cost is and it shouldn't be more than $85 a month. Um, they may need to send you a new modem because Telstra's probably got you signed up to one of their fancy things. You know what? If we have to pay 150 bucks for a modem, who cares? Because you're saving $2,000 a year. <laughs> as long as you can dip into the credit card or savings for the first month of this transition, the long term is is far more beneficial. And then then you go to, go to KO on the website, KO Sports. You sign up for a KO account, 20 $7 a month or something it is, and then you install that on your TV, you log in, you get it all working. And once all of that's done, you've got your Boost Mobile, you've switched from Aussie to Aussie Broadband, you've got KA working, then you ring Telstra and say, thank you for everything. You've been great, but we're finished. Goodbye and good luck. 
And, and the KO, is that, um, that have all live games? Yep. I, I was talking to someone the other day. I think the only sport they don't have is racing. Oh, I'm not, not really interested in that Thank anyway. God. I was just going to say, if you like horse racing, I, I can't help you. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, all the yeah. stuff's live. I watch the Formula One and the, and the Rugby League on KO. My, my son watches all the Roosters games. It's sad, but he's a Roosters fan. I lost that battle. And, um, yeah, KO's got it all, mate. $27 a month. And you're currently paying 344 Right, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. So, so, uh, so what? just to be very clear, we're going from $344 a month down to 150 That sounds pretty good to me. It's just, And it's just a time thing, honestly. It's just a you, – yeah, you've just got to have the, have the time to do it. And you know what? Don't do it all in one day. Just do it piece by piece, bit by bit, and you'll end up with an awesome saving that you've just got to remember, obviously, that every whatever month you do it, December or January, you're going to have this big expense of the mobile plans. So, you know, $460 yeah. a year for your mobile plans together. Um, but right. once once you've done that, and you don't have to do the 12 months up front, by the way. You, you can do it just, you know, every 28 days and it's only like $35 a month. It's just way cheaper to do it. Um, to do it one go. Yeah. 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 So yeah that's it, fair enough. It's half so the price, basically. Boot, Boost Mobile with a SIM, they just send you a SIM and you just put it in the phone, do you? And I'll just go to my local BP service station and grab one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, It'll okay. cost you $2 or $5 or something. Um, right. And then, and then you will need to – There's, I think there's a phone number on the inside you need to ring to switch because you're a Telstra customer. It's not as easy to switch. But don't put – let any – don't let any hurdle stop you. Push through every oh, hurdle. Does that – does that uh, – would you have to change your phone numbers? Nope. You keep your phone number. So when you sign up, you say, I want to port. It's called porting, P-O-R-T. I want to port my existing mobile number. There's When you put the SIM card in and you follow the instructions, there's always two options. Do you want a new number or use existing number? Keep your existing number. Your friends will never know that you've switched. It's all good. Right, okay. Right, okay. That sounds and, good. And next year, in 12 months from now, after you've surveyed enough people, you have, you've had enough Barbies and you've asked enough people who they're with and whether they've got coverage at your house – I can save you even more money because Kogan Mobile is even cheaper than Boost, but it's on the Vodafone network. Right, okay. Right. All right, that sounds pretty good, Trev. Errol, good luck, my man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And um, uh, I'll get onto it because um, uh, 344 bucks a month is just too much, really, especially for some of the things we're not using, like the yeah. landline and, and the Fox uh, a lot of the things in Foxtel yeah. and so yeah. forth. Yeah. And remember, Errol, the la- I'll just remind you one more time. Push through any hurdle. Foxtel, Telstra, they'll all want to keep you because you're a high-value customer. But, Errol, yeah, right. they've done nothing for you to be loyal. So why should you be loyal? Yeah, that's true. They, they've, they've done nothing for us at all. Yeah. All right, okay, mate. That's Good sounds, luck. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Trev. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, mate. Merry Christmas. Have a great, have a great month. You too. Thanks, mate. Good on you. No worries. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I intentionally, because I knew what Errol was calling about, I intentionally opened a spreadsheet so I could do those numbers on the fly. Can you believe that? $2,324 a year saved. That's wild. That is just wow. 
$393 a month that you're spending that you don't need to spend. And what about that? They're on mobile plans that offer two gigabytes of data. Now, here's the problem. They don't need what Boost offers. They don't need that much uh, data. But it's just kind of the smartest long expiry plan other than Kogan that's out there. So there may be other options, I'm sure, but let's just get them on the on the train of, of prepaid and switching. Good stuff. Love saving people money and hopefully that um, benefits other people in the family. Good bloody stuff. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Wonderful to have you company. I really appreciate that uh, you've done that all year and for the many, many years, this absolute rubbish has been going on through its many iterations. And I respect that those iterations have cost me listeners over the years. I have no doubt that when I switched from uh, Your Tech Life to initially nothing and then Your Tech Life to EFTM, uh, some people just not a fan, not a fan. But it's weird, isn't it, that everything old is new again because, you know, for the last certainly 12 months, this show is literally Your Tech Life. Like, let's be real. It's the same show that it, that it originally was. It's like if I look back, the furthest back in the the RSS feed of the podcast that I can look at is episode 217, right, of Your Tech Life, which was on the 2nd of December 2013. So 10 years ago, I was doing episode 217. I mean, how many episodes of this rubbish is there? I actually literally don't really have um, a, a look at that. I'm not, I'm not even sure I could work it out. Um, but I'm looking back at the feed now. And I, want to, I want to listen to the episode from the 21st of January 2014 where I say this week an exclusive first-time interview and reviewer. I mean, what is that? Is that Jackson or something? Like, what is going on there? It's weird, isn't it? Your tech life, we would be, well, I mean, think of it this way. It, it was going longer than uh, Two Blacks Talking Tech. Did, was there a break? I don't even remember. I don't even remember when there was a break, if there was a break. But we got to episode, wow, I'm scrolling up. Uh, well, here we go. Here we go. I'm scrolling with, just scroll with me, folks. Here, I'm in the RSS feed. Episode 378, after eight years 378 episodes and more than 13 days in total listened to. It's time for a change. Now, that was on the 4th of October, and it was later that month that we switched it up. So this was because back then in 2017, I was doing – I started the nightly – literally every night I was doing a radio show taking your calls. And by not – by – by doing the calls every night, I was costing myself emails, which means I was costing myself a number of potential podcast listeners. And, um, yeah, that's when we started the EFGM podcast. So the EFGM podcast um, started in October 2017 with Jeff and Bowen, and we did that for a while before it kind of went off the rails, obviously, as things, as things tend to do in my life. And then, I mean... 2019 
Yeah, so we, we kind of took a break there. Oh, no, no, we pushed through. Look, there we go. I'm just checking. I'm checking and seeing how far through we went. And then I pivoted back after I parted ways with Bowen, I guess, uh, 16th of June. Uh, I don't mention it explicitly, but callers on this show, I'm, I'm looking at May 2020. So, yeah, during COVID, essentially, I uh, I moved to this format. Yeah, there was nothing between January and March 2020. Um, so, interesting. I don't know how I'd ever do a proper look back at all that because there's not a lot of – well, the RSS feed doesn't go back far enough. There, there would be something on the website. Is it something I need to do? Probably not. I'd love to know. I'll tell you what I'd love to know because I'd love to know how many podcasts I've ever done. Um, I mean, I know broad, well, we know broadly at Two Blokes Talking Tech, but that's even muddy now because I can't just look at that feed because Tech Guide is in there and that's not me. So, oh, man, it's hard. Anyway, look, we've been doing this for a long time, all right? We've been doing this for a long time. Um, if in 2017 I said it'd been eight years, so yeah, I've been doing it for a while. 2009. I've been podcasting since 2009. Thank you for listening. If you've been there since way back, man, if you've been here since Chipper Brains, I'd be amazed. I don't know how we prove that. I do have some Chipper Brain episodes somewhere in a, on like a DVD or CD. I don't know if I'll be able to find you if you're a caller, but those were the days. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, genuinely, thanks for a pretty good year. I think next year is going to be an absolute bolter. That's my feeling. No, that's the vibe. It's a vibe I'm getting, okay? Bring it on. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Much love to your family. Thank you for listening. I love you for doing that and um, for sharing, for sharing the show, for learning with me. We all learn together when we talk about each other's problems in technology I'm talking about. And uh, we'll see you next year in 2024. See you, folks. I think it's only timely and only fitting that we end 2023 with this. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say.